Welcome to the Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075, are licensed loan originators with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited. Now, in the studio, local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome to the Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, May 29th show. You can also catch our show on podcast, Facebook premiere show, or our show on our YouTube channel. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. Bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events and how they can affect your money. If you are hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. We are here to answer any questions or connect you with the amazing guests that we have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And the lineup for today's show, today we're gonna have a panel conversation with our two guests, John Vong of Local SEO Search and Bill Cohen of Caregiving Support Consultants, LLC. We'll also be having a conversation with John, why you need SEO today, and followed with our conversation with Bill, managing dementia care behaviors and practicing self-care. Great information and great guest in studio. For more information on any topics discussed, please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. We'll start out today's show as we do each week with a little bit of money chat. Money. Money. Well, Keelan, what do you have for our listeners today for your money chat? I was going to talk about a recession, and we've alluded to this a few times, but is there going to be a recession? So recession indicators are really important for Tina and I to follow so we can forecast when a recession is likely to happen. Um, And the reason for that is it helps us to advise our clients on which products and programs and cost strategies to select so we properly position um, our clients to maximize their value with the mortgage. So if a recession appears to be on the horizon, there's more likely uh, a refinance opportunity in a not too distant future. And that's obviously very important for what we do. Uh, so, you know, we have to pay attention to the type of mortgages that we're setting up for our clients. So oftentimes, if we know there's an opportunity to refinance, we're going to avoid paying upfront fees like single premium mortgage insurance or paying points. You don't want to invest a bunch of money and blow it when in a couple of years you're going to be having or it's a, a benefit to you to refinance. So it also uh, sometimes makes sense to choose a higher interest rate. So to exchange for closing costs, a lot of people don't know this, but you can actually choose a higher rate and we'll give you a credit to cover closing costs. And you can also, as I suggested before, pay points to get it down, but there's a right time to do so. And situation is boss with mortgages uh, as far as uh, 
every individual and situation where we are historically is going to make a difference. So uh, when a recession happens, interest rates drop. And if we uh, can forecast this, I can much better be advisor for my customers. And unlike conventional thinking, recessions don't happen when the unemployment rate is high. Recessions occur after the unemployment rate reaches its lowest level and begins to tick higher. Every time the unemployment rate hits its lowest level and begins to tick higher, a recession typically follows. The reason why recessions occur after the unemployment rate reaches its lowest level and begins to tick higher is because when business is good, business hire additional workers to meet the increased demand. As more workers are needed, the rate of unemployment declines, but at some point in the business cycle, the expansion for the business may slow, uh, will, may slow level or even drop off. This declaration in business activity causes those some causes those same businesses to reduce the unneeded overhead by reducing headcount. The newly unemployed not only cause the unemployment rate to rise, they change their spending habits to be more frugal. The businesses that had previously benefited by the spending of those individuals who used who have used the jobs feel an additional slowdown in turn, those business must reduce headcount. Makes sense. And then the cycle perpetuates, oftentimes quickly driving the economy into a, uh, into a recession. And although most do not understand how this works, and I'll, even you'll get it on media, they'll get it wrong a lot. It's historically been 100% accurate. Another thing is increasing corporate debt often coincides with the recession too. As businesses slows, a need for borrowing may increase. And even even if businesses remain solid, companies may choose to increase debt for purposes of expansion. This increased debt needs to be serviced with payments. The added overhead uh, can make businesses more vulnerable to a downturn because they need increased profitability to maintain the debt service payments. Should businesses' activity decline, those businesses will look to reduce the headcount more rapidly to stay afloat. This adds to unemployment, which leads me to the famous inverted yield curve. It is natural to expect a greater rate of turn on oblig obligated money for a long period of time. Money that is committed to be lent for 10 years should normally offer a higher rate of return than money that would be committed for two years. This increase in yield over time is known as the yield curve, which naturally moves up with maturity. But there is a phenomenon called the inverted yield curve, which is longer-term maturity is yielding less than shorter uh, than short-term maturities. This occurs when investors feel the prices in the future will decrease beneath present levels. If goods will cost less in the future, then less of the return is needed over time. Declining cost of goods occurs during recessionary periods. Weird. When we see an inverted yield curve, investors and bonds anticipate an economic slowdown, which often leads to a recession, which reigns true with inflation. So these are the things that we're talking about now, the things that we're looking at as far as what could possibly be ahead. And if you listen to my prediction, it's very much in line with what we think is going to happen now. And I mentioned what I'm doing with my clients, which is exactly what I just spoke about. So that's why we do what we do. That is a great money chat, great breakdown, and really important information. Uh, as Keelan says, that's why you hire uh, mortgage experts to be able to navigate and strategize. Mm -hmm. Tina Mitchell here with your money chat. The Mortgage Bankers Association released their mortgage application data showing that overall application volume decreased by 4.2%. Purchases were up 2% and down 4% from this time last year, but the year-over-year -year figures are being skewed because this time last year was when the lockdown 
were lifted and there was a big surge. Refinances were down 7% last week and are now down 9% compared to last year. The refinance share of mortgage activity decreased 61.4% from 63.3% in the previous week. There is a sweet child of mine great song. Tax credit coming in July 15th. The maximum benefit will be $3,600 per year per child. Instead of receiving the benefit all at once, individuals or couples will receive the maximum benefit in the form of $300 per month payments until December with the remaining $1,800 payment in April of 2022. The income limits are pretty high and encompass uh, almost 88% of parents with children. 75,000 threshold if single, 150,000 threshold if married. After threshold for every $1,000 that you earn above, the benefit is reduced by $50. Full benefit if is when you're within the thresholds and your child is five or younger. If your child is six to 17, you receive 250 a month instead of 300. If your child is 18, you receive one-time payment of 500. And if you have children at 18 to 24 years old, you're still getting some benefit. If they're a full-time college student, you also receive 500 one-time payment. So how will this stimulus affect the markets? Well, we know from past stimulus that roughly 24% gets spent on creating economic activity. We have been talking a great about inflation, a lot about inflation, and Keelan uh, brought it in and then uh, recession today, and this will likely contribute to it. A new bill has been proposed to benefit police officers, prison guards, firefighter, firefighters, paramedic emergency medical technicians and public or private school teachers who have worked in those professions for at least four years. The bill will allow borrowers to finance up to 100%. They will pay an upfront mortgage insurance premium at 3.6% of the principal, which can be financed into their actual loan. There will be no monthly mortgage insurance premium. While we are all for helping those individuals, but like the other tax credits bills out there, for the first time home buyer, the first generation home buyers, which I brought in before, this will worsen the issue that we currently are facing. There is no inventory and these types of bills will pull future demand forward, causing more demand while there is no inventory. This will, throw gasoline on the fire and cause home prices to rise even sharper, making it more difficult for these buyers to afford to purchase a home. And speaking of no inventory, Zonda released some builder data showing that an increasing amount are taking a pause on contracts until construction catches up. 7% mm -hmm. are now only taking reservations, which will convert into contracts after production catches up. This means that it's going to be difficult to see a meaningful amount of supply come onto the market in the near term. The CEO of Hyatt Hotels said that they have seen increases in applications for jobs in states where governors have suspended the additional unemployment benefits. It will be interesting to see in the coming weeks if we see an improvement in overall uh, claims for these states. For those that did not decide to terminate the extra benefits early, those will be expiring on Labor Day. Phoenix, San Diego, and yes, Seattle again, continue to report the highest 
annual gains. Phoenix prices rose 20%, followed by San Diego at 19% and Seattle at 18%. The FHFH, FHFA Federal Housing Finance Agency released their house price index, which measures home price appreciation on single family homes conforming loan amounts. While you have a you can have a conforming loan amount with a million dollar home, the report most likely is representing lower priced homes. Uh, with with the tightest, which are the tightest on the demand. It should be no surprise that it is even stronger than the Case-Shiller report. Home prices rose 1.4% in March and are up 13.9% year over year, which is higher than the 12.3% in the previous report. These levels of appreciation are higher than we would like to see for sustainability. While we are still very bullish on housing, if we were to continue to see these types of a level of appreciation, it may be a little bit too hot. We are not um, sounding any alarms on the housing, but there is a chance that down in the years, we could see some type of correction. If you want to purchase a home within the next one or two years, it's still the best time to do it. Home prices are likely to continue to climb and the rates likely most likely to continue to increase. If you wanted to wait three to five years, there is a chance that home prices might correct a little bit and we could continue to see home values of price at these levels. The risk of waiting could be that interest rates go up. Again, it depends on what Keelan talked about earlier in the money chat. Every 0.25% in interest rate increases your decreases your buying power by about 10 grand, depending on your down payment. Tina Mitchell here, and that is your money chat. Coming up next in the money hour panel conversation with John Vong of Local SEO Search and Bill Cohen of Caregiving Support Consultants LLC right here on 1150 AM at KKNW. Have something important to say? Want to help improve our world? Need to promote your business uniquely and effectively? KKNW is the answer. Our staff helps broadcasters and podcasters create professional sounding audio. Bring your talent and let our experts help you craft a radio show or podcast that best delivers your message. Learn more at 1150kknw.com. That's 1150kknw.com. KKNW, talk variety that's live and local. Be sure to support the sponsors of your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. You are listening to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, May 29th show. You can also listen to our podcast, Facebook premiere show or our show on our YouTube channel. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. It is a great day to talk about money, and that is what the show is all about, how to make money, save money, so you can have a better quality of life for you and for your family. If you are hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. We are here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And now on our show, our panel conversation with our two guests, John Vong of Local CEO Search and Bill Cohen of Caregiving Support Consultant, LLC, 
right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Bill and John, welcome to our show for the first time. Thank you for having us, Tina and Keelan. Glad to be here, Tina and Keelan. Nice to see you. Absolutely. A little background uh, about John. John is the owner of Local CEO Search. He started his business in 2013 with no knowledge of SEO, but he saw an opening in the market and wanted to help small businesses rank online. Today, he has grown his boutique agency to be one of the best for small businesses in Canada. John helps his clients rank locally for keywords that their ideal customers are actually searching for and dominate their local market. And a little bit about Bill. Bill Cohen is a caregiver support group leader and speaker, an Alzheimer's Association volunteer, certified senior advisor, CSA, and the owner of Cohen Caregivers Support Consultants. His loving and talented mother, Sheila, lost her home to Hurricane Katrina. Then she lost her health, ability to create a beautiful art, and her life due to Alzheimer's. For 10 years, Bill has her, was her primary caregiver and advocate. Bill shares his story and journey through his late mom, answers specific questions and concerns about caregiving. Bill has completed multiple caregiving and aging courses through Alzheimer's Association and Society for Certified Senior Advisors, has a financial services and government background, and earned business degrees from Boston and Portland State Universities. Very excited to have a panel conversation with both of you. Honored to be here. Thank you. What he said. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much. And I'm going to start with you, Bill. And um, and uh, you alluded to it in your bio a little bit, but I want to get more in depth with you and and how you uh, decided to get into your line of business. Thanks for asking. Yeah. So if you had told me or asked me 16, 17 years ago that I'd be sitting here talking to you today and doing what I do, I'd say you're crazy. You know, you couldn't make up that scenario because uh, I saw the first signs in my mom uh, and then things got worse after she lost her home, as Tina told you, and Hurricane Katrina became a long distance caregiver, started attending a support group while holding down a full time job. And it was just unfathomable. I thought it was just, you know, most people when they're through caregiving, they're done. I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm through. But I kept going to the support group. I became the facilitator. I became an, a volunteer and a fundraiser with the Walk to End Alzheimer's and, and other things, advocate going to the Capitol to get more funds for research. But I thought when I was going to retire from my government job, completely unrelated field, about two years in advance, I thought that I was just going to do more volunteer work. I came across this concept of a caregiving support consultant. And that's what I decided to do after I retired. And I'm in my fifth year. Basically, what I like to say is I turned my personal loss and my pain into my passion and encore career. I love that so much, Bill. And as a keynote speaker, sharing my story of tragedy to triumph, that's my message as well. Just a little bit different wording that every tragedy has a triumph of equal on the other side. It's just creating a space and being in that space to be able to see that. And I love how you brought the passion in uh, from the tragedy that you went through so you can help other people be able to triumph and get through um, the challenging times. 
John, what about you, my friend? Uh, what brought you into your line of work? Um, well, thanks a lot. I think for me, the, the big thing was trying to serve the community. I actually was in advertising sales for 10 years, but prior to that, my parents actually committed everything. Uh, they, they left the war during the Vietnam War to come to Canada for a better future for us as children. So I, I, all, I understood that the commitment, the sacrifice for the next generation, what they did for us was really give us an opportunity of choice, of being able to do the most that we can in in a Western society where there's a lot of freedom, there's a lot of things that you can do when there's less restraint and restrictions, right? So that's what we did as children. We got good education, we got a good successful career. And for 10 years in advertising sales, I really got to understand what it took to run a business, deal with all the sacrifice that's involved in running a small, medium-sized business, and really uncovering what it took um, in terms of building a successful business that relied on community, taking care of clients, understanding value, fundamentals of running a business. And that's what brought me to this business I'm in today because after 10 years of advertising sales, working with thousands of local small, medium-sized businesses, I started this business in this SEO field without any knowledge, technical background, but really the desire to help make these small businesses become more digitally present online um, by transforming their existing traditional advertising to the digital format. And that was my goal and desire all along during this eight year phase. And I, I look forward to the next 10 years of trying to transform more of these small business owners. Yeah, passion behind education, hence all of the books that you have behind you. Uh, beautiful background that we were talking before we actually went live on the show. And I, I love it. A lot of times we have uh, uh, three women in a Keelan, but today we have three men in a Tina. And we've got two men that are just really passionate. Well, three, because Keelan, I know Keelan very well, obviously, uh, passionate about your, your job, giving back to your community and bringing your business in and what's come in your life to why you're doing now. So just really exciting uh, conversation with both of you here. Thank you for sharing a little bit more uh, about your background and what brought you into the industry. And we so, promise to go easy on you, Tina. What was that, Bill? We, we promise to go easy on you. Well, I hope so. You can throw me a little bit. It's okay. I can handle <laughs> some, just not too much. <laughs> so, uh, Bill, what's currently happening in your industry right now today? I think it all comes down to healthcare and the cost. Two things, uh, I think we all, uh, about 15 months ago, we all had to pivot or else we'd be out of business, right? And like most of us, we've had to find a way to do it without being in front of people. The people in the senior care industry are, we're all isolated, but more than anybody else, they are feeling vulnerable and scared. And, you know, you have families who can see their loved ones and you have people in care facilities that couldn't go outside, they're quarantined and they couldn't see their families either, which just exacerbated their, their situation. But we have all had to find ways to meet them uh, virtually and it, it enabled me actually to go look beyond the Pacific Northwest. I've been working more with people all over the country. The other is, the cost of care for dementia, particularly Alzheimer's, is not going down at all. It's because it's going to keep skyrocketing. 
I mean, just assisted living, depending upon where you are, is like $3,000 to $7,000 a month. Yes. And it is, with Alzheimer's, it's the sixth leading cause of death. It's the only one without a cure or treatment yet, but we're getting closer. <laughs> uh, but it's also the most expensive. Yes. And yeah. so, and with the baby boomers, the tsunami of, you know, senior aging, uh, people getting older, uh, we're just going to see more and more of this. And we know, and we don't pay the care people anywhere near enough. Yeah, totally. all the care communities and home health care agencies are just scrambling for, you know, CNAs and other yeah. staff to take care of people. Yeah, and, you know, we got to pay them more. We're going to find other sources of income. Absolutely, Bill. And, you know, my mom or my mother-in-law uh, went into care for dementia and Alzheimer's um, uh, right before, a few months before the pandemic. And, you know, what a what a terrible position to, uh, to be in. So, yeah, it's been really, really challenging. Uh, John, what about you? What's happening in your industry right now today? Well, there's a lot of change, right? Um, with the Google algorithm, there's always constant updates. Um, if you have a website, if you have a small business, you are aware of the, the challenges that are embraced, right? Like people are trending to spend more time doing a lot of research online with the services and products that you service. Um, and Google's always trying to perfect that with matching the websites with the user intent. And there was a recent web update, Core Vitals, that just got released this month. And that shook things up. It was all about user intent. So as a small business owner, you have to understand what's going on in this Google space. But most importantly, what are your customers trying to transact and search for that gives you a really good user experience? And then position yourself to be more visible. So as a small business owner, this SEO component is a big driver that generates a lot of inbound traffic and visibility, and most importantly, revenue, sales, and profit for your business. So do it properly with experts or try to figure it out yourself with a lot of resources online. Well said, John. That's interesting because a lot of people don't keep their eye on that. And it's so important for their small business in general. Um, guys, we are down to only a minute, probably just under. And I want to ask this question to both of you. So uh, a concise answer, if you wouldn't mind, to give you both an opportunity. What do you love most about what you do? And I'll start with you, Bill. Yes, whether it's dealing with uh, individuals, clients, family caregivers, or in a support group, it's seeing that stress, that feeling of loneliness, of hopelessness melt away. And it might be tears. It might be something just less, you know, tightened up and they start opening up and talking a little more calmly. And that is very, very gratifying. They know that there is, there is support available. And then same question for you, John. Just helping the small, medium-sized business owners, which are the foundation of every community, every neighborhood, every city, every country, really. Uh, these hardworking individuals are the most important people that I want to support in our community. And for me, just having that ability to transform their business, sustain their family, sustain the value that they bring to each other, that's what I'm trying to bring to the small, medium-sized business world. Great conversation with our two guests, uh, Bill and John. Coming up next on the Money Hour, why you need SEO today. John Vong of Local SEO Search, right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash 1150 KKNW.
You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. You are listening to The Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, May 29th show. You can also catch our show on podcast, our Facebook premiere show, or listen to our show on our show YouTube channel. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. We are here to help you build a strong financial blueprint, one week and one show at a time. If you are hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. We can answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And uh, now our conversation with John Vong of Local SEO Search, why you need SEO right now today, right here on 1150 AM KKNW. So John, let's start at the very, very beginning. How did you start your company? Bootstrapped, having an idea (laughs) of trying to serve businesses, uh, which are the root and foundation of every community and working, actually worked at Yellow Pages for five years, met thousands of business owners and they were the best humans alive. So I wanted to help them get more value, uh, generate more return on investment, but ultimately help these hardworking individuals get a solid footprint online digitally. What a great thing to be able to come in and really have it be the perfect market of people that you want to contribute and uh, help. So John, can you share how SEO search engine optimization works? Yeah, like there's over 200 signals that Google's looking for, but most importantly, you have to really look at your digital asset, which is your website. What does it serve for your business? And what does it serve for your customers? And how do you position your business to be a thought leader? or authoritative websites in the eyes of the customers and Google. So you always have to figure out different keywords, figure out what's going on in the industry, the services that you offer, the products, and also all the keywords that rely on that journey of when someone's typing in a service or product that they're intending to purchase or whatnot. And then you have to position yourself because there's a lot of competition. There's billions of websites or within your area, thousands of major competitors. How do you outrank them? How do you figure things out so that you get on that first page on the map or below? And that's what search engine optimization truly does. It does wonders for a lot of small business owners because we are the engine that keeps on giving by bringing equity into that business website asset piece that a lot of people don't even think about. They build a website, they build a business, but not understanding that website can be an inbound lead gen source for your business if done right. And a lot of people don't invest truly and smart on where they are spending their money on advertising dollars or marketing. So I really wanna push to a lot of small business owners that you can compete online if you have a good partner or a good company or agency or freelancer or independent contractor that can help guide you the right direction so that you're positioned well online. 
John, I love that. A lot of people think just website, they think billboard and don't think anything about the functionality and the bringing your customers to action and, and for your benefit. Um, so that is huge for those business owners, owners out there that are uh, listening to us now. Uh, what about local SEO? What's the difference? The big difference is that map. A lot of people are searching and they might be looking for a product or a service and the, the, the key is most people are always information gathering. They're checking out reviews, they're checking out products and they're gonna do a lot of due diligence. But when they're ready to buy, you usually shop locally. You usually don't leave your two, four, five mile radius, right? When you buy a, a product or a service, like a dentist or a tradesperson or whatnot. And that's why I mean by like making sure that you own your local space. And that's why I mean by what we offer here is we support the small, medium-sized businesses that do service a 50 to 100 mile radius. And we want to position them so that they dominate that space. And that's enough business for a lot of business owners, but they don't know how to cultivate it. So they spend a lot of money on paid ads or social media ads and email behavioral ads and even billboards online drip campaigns and also uh, traditional ads and trade shows and all these other forms. But that website should be the biggest ad set piece and a lot of people don't even take advantage of it. So that's what I'm trying to bring to the table in terms of local. Yeah, in my coaching course uh, that I offer, I always talk about your, not your targeted market, but your perfect market. And so in the local and, and dealing with SEO, really being able to dial in by that demographic in their perfect market. I love that. So John, let's talk about what the most important factor for SEO ranking. Okay. So there's not just one because there's over 200 signals, right? But I still believe that that website should be for the perfect ideal persona of perfect client of yours. If you start producing content and positioning yourself to speak directly to your ideal customers, that's what I would do when you build a website, which means you should already know how to run a business and you already have some really loyal ideal customers that are paying you revenue. Once you have that, then you can put together a good compelling website that speaks directly to your customers, like ideal avatar customers, that answers every question and problem that they may have online. And then you put together great website content with all the reviews and testimonials and blogs and service pages and whatever before after pictures, whatever you uh, serve in, in your community, so that you position yourself as a leader in your space that resonates to your ideal customers. And when you do all that correctly, you're going to get an inbound funnel of ready to buy customers of your ideal customer base. So, and I, everybody wonders this, Google is a mythical creature. What is Google looking for when it's actually ranking a website? Factors, a lot of signals. And first thing you need to realize is what's the purpose of Google? They're trying to match you with the best websites so that you continue going back to Google. So it's all about user intent and you as a user of Google, you're trying to trust Google because you believe that they're doing their best job, figuring things out and matching you with the website. 
So you as a business owner who has a website, you need to figure out what your customers want and what the users are looking for. And therefore, I think content, but there's all these pillars, right? Like authority. How do you position yourself as a leader? If you're a dentist and there's thousands of dentists locally, what makes you different? Your story? Are you a speaker? Are you an author? Are you contributing content? What are you doing outside of the norm? And that's what differentiates yourself. And that's what you need to start aspiring to become if you want to be a thought leader in any space, especially in your local community. I love how you mentioned uh, story, John, because it's, it is so true. And that's why I was so excited uh, listening to the two of you in our panel conversation with the first question, because mm -hmm. it was right on your story, your life from a child or your life experience. Well, for you, John, and then Bill uh, with your mom, uh, Bill, your story is I was actually reading your bio. It brought me to tears. Um, you may have not noticed, but I was getting ready to, you know, so it, that's being uh, bringing in your story. So if you're listening today and you don't know your story, nothing to do with business, your own personal story and how that brought you into your line of work, you need to figure it out. And if you don't know that, maybe you're not in the right line of work because there can't be passion behind what you do if there's not a story connected to it. So John, Google likes to change things up. How often does Google's algorithms change and how do you stay on top of it? There's changes on a daily basis, yeah. not times on average, a day. And therefore, that's why we have a lot of tools, software, blogs, community, and we're reading all the time. So you have to be in that growth mindset of continual learning in this space. And so for me, I feel like I'm in the perfect space. I love absorbing content. I love challenging myself and I'm never stagnant. So if you want predictability, this is not the space you want to be in. But for me, I think it's the challenge. I get a thrill from helping businesses that rank. And therefore, I have a lot of tools to see what's going on in the competitive landscape, what Google is doing, and how you can compete to outrank your competitors. And therefore, that's how we outcompete all of our major competitors, right? Because if you're a client of ours, we really want to help you because I really care about small business owners. And that's the difference by working with an agency that understands you, understands your metrics and your deliverables and what you're truly after will give you a competitive edge. And just finding a good fit really resonates with a lot of businesses. John, what type of content specifically is most important for an SEO? What should these businesses be focusing on and presenting? So a lot of people also ask about frequency, depth, length, and what form of content. I say, listen to your customers. Where do they consume content? What content do they want to consume? Is it video, audio, images, or written? And then position yourself as a leader. So really focus on depth, well-researched, position yourself to answer those problems in a level that resonates with them. Therefore, it's not about frequency. It's about context and depth and research. So spend more time answering problems that your customers have. And that's really user intent focused Q&A. And when you have all that on your website, it actually positions you as a leader, which a lot of people don't even think about. Yeah, so John, let's talk about the difference between SEO and PPC 
paid Google ads. Big difference. Yes. PPC is pay per click, which is at the top of the search engines where all these business owners are bidding for these keywords where they want to position themselves at the top. However, it's limited to budget and frequency and radius as well. With the organic listings, there's also some constraints, but a lot more competition, unlimited clicks, but 100% more visibility because you're there working for your, that website is working for you 365 days a year, seven days a week. And you get abundance more traffic because the profile of people clicking on ads are different than the profile of people clicking on the map and below, which is the organic section. And what you're trying to do is get more visibility with ready to buy customers who know the difference between shoppers who usually click on paid ads and real customers who are further down the buying cycle, clicking on the map and below. John, we are down to one minute. I could go on for days asking you questions here. Uh, we'll have to definitely have you back, but we're down to one minute. Um, and I'm sure this question is ringing for everybody. How long does it take typically to get results? I love that question. I get it every single day, at least a dozen times. <laughs> Um, and it all depends because we have to look at your situation. What have you done previously? Who are your major competitors? What keywords do you want to rank for? And is it competitive or low-hanging fruit? So I would have to take a look at your current state, your situation, who you're competing with, which markets, and that will give me a benchmark on based on my success. So I, I always say from one month to a couple of years, and it all depends on your situation. So I know that's not the best answer, but it's an honest answer. You need an honest answer because as you've already said here today, it's based on your reputation that you've built online. And if you don't have one, it's gonna take some time. You're gonna to have to do some work because there's work involved as well as how much are you willing to put into it to get the content out there? Uh, because John can't write your content for you. It's your content. He can help advise on how to put it together. But John, thank you so much for being here. Uh, such an important thing uh, and service that you offer uh, and really helping businesses to uh, level up their lead generation, getting to their perfect market. So thank you again for being here with us today. Thank you so much again. Thank you. Coming up next on the Money Hour, managing dementia care behaviors and practicing self-care. We have Bill Cohen of Caregiving Support Consultants, LLC, right here at 1150 AM KKNW. So are you caring for an aging family member with dementia and feeling overwhelmed or hopeless and don't know where to get help? Bill Cohen is a caregiving support consultant and a certified senior advisor. He uses his own dementia caregiver experience with his late mother to advise family caregivers like you with guidance on how to manage care and behaviors as well as to practice self-care. Bill saves you time and reduces your stress. Bill can also help you navigate your journey with your person living with dementia with compassion and empathy because Bill has been on that journey himself. Hi, this is Bill Cohen. Please contact me for a free initial consultation at CohenCaregivingSupport.com. That's C-O-H-E-N CaregivingSupport.com. You don't have to do this alone. Giving local voices a chance to shine. Alternative Talk 1150.
You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. You are listening to The Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, May 29th show. You can also catch us on our podcast, Facebook premiere show, or our show on our YouTube channel. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. We bring into studio each week the best of the best experts in our local market that has to do with your money. We are here to help you build a strong financial blueprint. And now in studio, we have Bill Cohen, or still in studio, Caregiving Support Consultants, LLC, Managing Dementia Care, Behaviors, and Practicing Self-Care right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Uh, Bill, thank you again for being here. Excited to be here. So well, let's, let's dive right into this, Bill. So why did you become a caregiver support consultant? And did you ever imagine that you would be a caregiver yourself and then volunteer and advise other caregivers to give that gift that you learned in depth about to others? I think I spoke about that a little bit before. There's no way I would have foreseen one that my mom would have gotten dementia and Alzheimer's particularly. How could I predict she would lose her home in a, a devastating storm? and become a volunteer and, and what I'm doing now, it's, it's, it's unfathomable. But uh, it's like my previous work, everything I did led to this. Like uh, we talked about in the bio, government experience, financial services, the, the common thread running through all it is customer service and customer service and helping people. And that's the main thing why I'm doing what I'm doing is to help as many people as possible, keep active and help them in the way that I needed when I started my journey 16 plus years ago. Uh, somebody like me didn't exist. So to be able to find a, a venue, an avenue, a path as a caregiving support consultant, as well as my volunteer work, et cetera, it's extremely gratifying. Yeah, beautiful thing. And we've talked about uniqueness in your own business. Obviously, your story is unique and the expertise that you have in the other arenas, like you've mentioned, uh, government and finances uh, definitely help you level up in what you're doing today. So, Bill, when when did you first become concerned about your mom's symptoms? Yeah, good question. I'd say it was about 2004. And we were seeing things like confusion, anxiety, uh, a little bit of memory loss, that type of thing. Uh, definitely not handling the finances the way she used to. She, besides being a, a professional printmaker, uh, artist, she was a whiz on a Mac back in the 80s when she was in her 60s. She was using a Mac computer, which is pretty unusual back then. And so when she wasn't able to handle the finances, including the taxes, and wasn't keeping the house clean, uh, we knew something was definitely wrong, but we didn't know what. And she was in the caregiver role for my late stepfather. And we were thinking, well, if he passed away because he was on hospice or went into a care facility, would she bounce back? Well, again, because of Hurricane Katrina, we never got a chance to find out. And needless to say, the trauma of losing a home that she fully expected to come back to uh, exacerbated and accelerated her condition. We didn't know for sure it was Alzheimer's yet, but very soon after we knew some kind of dementia, no question. Well, we know that stress definitely is a cause of um, 
you know, having those symptoms come on much quicker and much stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, as a program. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Bill. No, I was just going to say uh, the Alzheimer's Association has a very handy list of 10 reasons, the main symptoms to be watching for, and it's available at alz.org. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember a very impactful moment with my grandfather. We went to uh, Black Angus and Federal Way, and he drove us there, and he copped out, and he said, where am I? And that was the first kind of introduction that I got to that. And I was kind of young and ignorant at the time, but I got to experience that and the care that he got from there. And Dave's mom, Keelan, she was, mm -hmm. she was walking her dog and she couldn't find her way home. And if it weren't for Seiko, she wouldn't have gotten home. That was our first. Was he getting honked at a lot too? What was that? Was he getting honked at a lot too? Um, yeah. <laughs> was it seat scratches and dents on the car? Those are some other yeah. signs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, and, and I'm curious, uh, Bill, what is the difference between, and I'm sure a lot of people are confused about this, between Alzheimer's and dementia? Just like John has his FAQ, that's probably the first one usually people ask. Think in terms of cancer is the umbrella term for different kinds of cancer, like lung, breast, you know. Uh, pancreatic, whatever. Dementia is the umbrella term. Alzheimer's is one kind, some of the other more frequent ones, frontal temporal, vascular, etc. But Alzheimer's is unfortunately the most prevalent, something like, give or take, two-thirds of the cases. And it's the, uh, it, again, there's no cure or treatment. It's expensive. And it's just devastating how, what a progressive disease it is as everything just starts shutting down over a period of time. So, Bill, you've already provided one resource. Thank you so much. Where are there other resources that are listeners and how, to, how can they find them? The Alzheimer's Association is excellent. You're, of course, very close to uh, BC and Canada, and they have their, uh, there's the you know, Alzheimer's Network as well. Uh, there are so many good organizations around your area, uh, like the South End Coalition, I believe the name is, various senior groups that provide resources to people. Um, I, what I like to say though, is that I don't compete with anyone. Sorry, John, that's not my issue. Mine is people finding me, (laughs) but I, but I collaborate with everyone. There are all these different segments of the journey, the, the home care, the elder law attorney, uh, finding housing, you know, among other things, but I don't just concentrate on one. I concentrate on all of them. That's why I'm a certified senior advisor. It's a broader perspective. It's a holistic approach. We cover everything. And that goes back to what we talked about with the financial background, because most of the people have this designation, this certification are in the financial area because it is so important to not just appropriate recommendations, but also prevent fraud, abuse, predatory, which is a whole another subject. There are most vulnerable segments. Bill, that is huge. I mean, I was a financial advisor before and, you know, there you're selling a product. That's kind of the intention possibly. I, I would say that most have the best intention in mind, but maybe not have a broader understanding of all the moving parts that need to be intertwined through this process and intricately and with experience that you could provide uh, to these individuals without that intention behind it. You have only the best interest of your customer, which is huge for them and could actually save them a ton of money. 
money. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, I actually have a three for, for you uh, at this point, because I know everybody's thinking it. So uh, who is your ideal client and, and when do you think they should contact you mm-hmm. and how do you help families? And the last, the famous one is how do you get paid? No problem. And I'm going to make one quick back to uh, CSA. It, that's when I'm looking for people for resources across the country, I'm looking for other CSAs because they do have those credentials. So I've helped anybody, anybody from in their 20s for a, fam, a mother who has had early onset uh, Alzheimer's, of course, in like their 80s and 90s for their spouses. But the typical customer or the typical client, 35 to 65 adult children, mostly women, there are more and more men who are becoming caregivers as well, but it is still a women's issue in terms of the caregivers, the care recipients, and the professionals. Uh, but they are looking for those, uh, they're seeing those first signs and their loved one, like I saw with my mom, and they don't know where to turn. And that's where I can come in, especially early on, because they don't know the resources. Uh, you do, like us down in the, uh, the Portland area, uh, we have a resource like Retirement Connection, and I should have mentioned that as a resource as well, retirementconnection.com, the directories, that there are so many good people to, uh, to find resources. But how do you know who's the best person to work with? And so I also do vetting, I do research to find out who are the best professionals for my clients. And I, like most professionals like yourselves, including John, I ask a lot of questions, do a lot of listening, and find out. What are their main stressors? What do they need taken off their plate so they can sleep better at night? And once that's determined, uh, uh, how many hours they're going to need, et cetera, generally work on a monthly basis, which gives them several hours of support and other uh, features. But I can work with other options. If it's a sh- short-term thing, it could be a couple of hours. So it just depends whether they, how they want to operate, about how complicated it is, uh, how ongoing, how long distance. And again, I can help people all over the country. Yeah, and so Bill, what are some great tips for managing behaviors? Patience, <laughs> don't feel guilty. Remember that you are doing the best you can, that don't try to argue with them because you will never win ever. Uh, that if they could, correct themselves, if they could fix it, they would. Certainly nobody asks for dementia. And sometimes if they're acting like with the outbursts and the mood swings and the repeated questions, sometimes one, you don't have to necessarily respond or have some answers ready, like the repeated questions, use improv. I did that with my mom with uh, movies. She always wanted to know, you know, any good movies out there. And I say, whatever movie popped in my head, Titanic, Casablanca, didn't matter because she wasn't, she was getting an answer. I was keeping my sanity and I had a little laugh inside my mom's expense. <laughs> yeah, that compassion too. You know, I think the hardest, one of the hardest times yes. is just in the very beginning when they completely understand what's going on. And, you know, with my, uh, my husband's mom, I would, she'd be so frustrated. I said, mom, it happens to me all the time. I'm mm-hmm. always, so just come to their place and where they're at um, and be as compassionate in that process as you can. Right. And empathy. empathy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Empathy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Bill, we are out of time, but I wanted to leave you with this. Um, how can our listeners get in contact with you? 
So uh, my website is cohencaregivingsupport.com. Up there on the screen behind me, uh, of course, my phone number is 503-522-8320. And my email is very similar to my website, bill at cohencaregivingsupport.com. Bill, thank you so much for uh, joining the show. And again, thank you, John, for being here. And that is uh, it's a wrap for our show today. I am Tina Mitchell, your host. And I'm Keelan Harvey, your co-host. We are your local mortgage experts signing off for the day. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. We look forward to talking more money with you next weekend right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 133075, are licensed loan originators with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited.